What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. All right. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Well, at least it's 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 morning for me, and it's like mid morning for our guest Joa this morning. Um, welcome back to another episode of What the Funk. Um, today we are talking about gut health and why it's more than just a trend. Like it's it's very much a buzz phrase and a buzzword and a buzz topic, but it goes so much deeper than. I think what people realize once they start pursuing that side of their health. So today we have with us um, a colleague and friend of mine, um, Joa Sanchez. Um, she is also a holistic uh, coach and she focuses very heavily on, you know, just hormones, healing, gut health within her coaching practices, very similar to, to myself. And so I thought it'd be really fun to have her on to have a conversation about gut health and, and just various implications of it. So Joe, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? And then, you know, we'll, we'll jump in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So hi, everyone. I'm so happy and so grateful to be here, Elena. Thank you for having me. Um, so a little bit about myself, like she said, I am a holistic coach. I've been coaching, personal training, all of that fun stuff. Started with personal training, then went into coaching online, but I've been doing it for about six years. And in August 1st, it's going to be my fourth year of going full-time online. So I've had a lot of experience with all different types of cases. And throughout the journey, I started to realize that there was something missing, right? And there was there's three things, three pillars for me that I felt like were missing. Number one was the gut health stuff. Number two was the hormone health. And then number three was also embodiment, like women being able to connect to their body and their cues and their intuition. So I'm really big on that. And I love helping women just dig deeper and find the root cause of what is happening, which Elena, I know that you can really relate to that. (laughs) So I love finding the root cause in all aspects. For me, you know, I really focus on the mental body, the physical body, the emotional body, and the energetic body. And to me, like whenever we're looking and dissecting to see where is it that these issues are coming from, when we dive into each and every single one of those four bodies, then we can really find the root cause of what it is that this person is needing, right? So that's a little bit as to like what I do, what I'm passionate about. But my, I mean, do you want me to go on about like my story? Like, yeah, yeah I'd love, to, I'd love for you to share. I know that I've shared a little bit about my journey on the podcast before. If you guys go back to kind of like that first episode, I, I kind of dive in about my own experience with gut health, with autoimmune disease, with managing stress and, and stuff like that. And I, and Joa has kind of a similar experience. And so, you know, hopefully hearing more of this story will validate those of you in the audience that might be where we were maybe four, five, six, seven years ago in our own bodies and our own minds on our own journey. So yeah, I feel I we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just got chills as you were saying that just thinking back to being in those in in those shoes again, you know, every time I talk about my story, it's kind of like bringing myself back to that to that feeling. And the main thing that was missing was stuff like this, you know, being able to listen to other people who have gone through it. So I'm really excited to share this for anyone that is in those shoes where you're just confused or lacking confidence or just feeling like you're trying everything and nothing is freaking yeah, working. Yeah. Like it those are the like pe- there's no way out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that we're doing this and it, you know, I'm so proud of us for being courageous to do this, but yeah. So a little bit on my story. So I, my hormone journey actually started and hormones are interrelated to gut health yep. as Elena explains as well. And as she talks about, right. So that's why I focus on both, but my journey started when I was 15 years old and I was I was on hormonal birth control. And at that age, I, you know, for the same reason that other people get on it. And at that age, I didn't really know what it was doing to my gut health or to my body or anything like that. And it really tanked my hormones. And I went six years, once I got off of it, I went six years after with absolutely no period. Right. And I had no idea that that would be interrelated with my gut health. So Then after, like on top of that, after having no period for six years and not finding a cure, I then decided to also 
tank my hormones by doing bodybuilding competitions. Yay. So yay, even better. Let's just add on to it. Been there, done that. And it sucks. <laughs> Yeah. So my first competition, I lost 20 pounds in 17 weeks. And a lot of it was like, a lot of it was a lot of um, past childhood trauma that popped up for me that I wasn't aware of. And my desire to just want to be skinny, because my dad told me at a very young age that if I don't take care of myself, I was going to be fat like the rest of my family. And that was a fear that I was holding on to for so long. And I had no idea. until I started to kind of do some of that inner work and unravel that, right. But that was like the driving force for me to join bodybuilding competitions and doing it. And I was also like loving the gym and it was exciting. And like, I started personal training during that time. I went to school to be a doctor. And it's so funny because once I got into personal training, I was like, no, we're not doing doctor here. We're going to prevent people from going to the doctors. Right. So the passion was there. The passion was there, but the direction was not there. Right. And the industry has changed so much, especially like back in, this is 2016, 2017, right back then the trend was go hella hard, like no rest, work out seven times a week, even go to the gym twice a week, right? You yeah, that, that, team, that team no days off mentality. Yeah. That's what I call it. Hashtag team no days off. And man, it's, it, it ain't it. It's not it. It ain't it. Not anymore. You know, I'm glad we have like the literature and the research to now show that, you know, we need to reduce our stressors. Right. But back then it was like that go hard or go home. So I started to do that. I lost seven, I lost 20 pounds in 17 weeks. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I want to keep doing this. But then I was also in college. So I, after that, I just rebounded, started binge drinking, binge eating again. And then I got to a point where I was so uncomfortable with my body and bodybuilding was like my way of like, okay, well let's, let's do bodybuilding again. Yeah. So it I can lose the weight. So it I can lose the weight. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. You know, I, I know you see it, I see it, but the people end up using bodybuilding competitions. And this is, I want you guys to understand, like, we're not like trying to bring down the sport. We're no. trying to bring awareness as to how people approach the sport. You have to go into it for the right reasons. It's yes. not going to fix any of your problems. And if you got problems, it's probably going to make them worse. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. So then my second year I competed three times and I was just in a place of like, I was in a place where I was literally like everything that I would eat was like, I would put like Walden farms on everything. Oh, like, low, Oh my God. Like low sugar, <laughs> low calorie. Like what the hell is in that shit? If you guys do know what Walden farms is like, I don't even know what's in that. There's but too many what, things in it. That's the problem. Girl, crazy. And then I started to take exogenous hormones too, because I didn't even know what hormones were. I had no idea what the heck hormones were. And I went to a clinic. They're like, Hey, your thyroid's not optimal, but maybe we can make it optimal by taking this pill. And I was like, okay. And I started to lose like eight to 10 pounds in a week. My coach was like, what are you doing? And I didn't even want to tell him what I was doing. Cause I was like, I don't want to stop. Like, this is so great. I'm getting that validation. I'm looking skinny. I'm getting thin girl. I even have people come and have like, what is it called? Um, when the people sit you down, an intervention. Oh, I even had a girl gosh. come to my home and have an intervention with me because she's like, girl, the people at the gym are talking about like, you look like you have cancer. Like, are you okay? Like you got skinny really fast. Okay. And that in itself is a whole other topic of yeah. comments that people make about women's bodies that. Yes. Why? Like, okay. And like, I get if, I mean, if you're really, truly concerned with somebody, if they're like really struggling with an eating disorder, that's usually not the way to go about it is like sit them down and be like you look like you have cancer like what the fuck well people were saying that about me oh, and when she told me that I was like oh my god but people come mind the damn business right I just kept going and going and going and I didn't really realize what this was doing even for my hormones for my gut and it, it didn't all come like into uh, fruition until the next year when I finally reversed and what I was trying to reverse and I couldn't even reverse. And I was just binge eating and emotional eating. And then I started, I gained 60 pounds in one year, 60 pounds in one year. So just imagine what that does to your mental health. Right. So how and it's gotta be just uncomfortable. Would you I don't cope? feel, you don't feel like yourself in your skin. No. And my mental health started to suffer. So how did I cope? Emotional eating, drinking, going out, partying, like that was my way of doing it, which on top of that, that ruins your gut health even more. Mm -hmm. So I was just a mess. My hair started to fall off and I went to different clinics. They put me on different hormones. My, my freaking girl, we're going to get a little TMI here, but hopefully your audience doesn't, doesn't care. I talk about poop a lot and farts, but listen, my, my flatulence, my gas, was so bad. Like it literally
literally smelled like chemicals, like toxic chemicals. Ugh. And I had no idea. Like I would train clients in person and they like, it was the most embarrassing thing because I couldn't hold it in because of how bad my freaking gut health was. It was oh. the most embarrassing time of my life, but I had no idea what was going on. Right. right. Well, how, so. how, how could, how could you or anybody really know until you have somebody telling you to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's why it's like, you know, I, I love that there's, there are coaches like you and me now out there that really are focused on shifting the narrative and educating people so they can avoid the shit that we put ourselves through. <laughs> like we fucked it up already. Let's not have you do the same thing. Let's not have it fun. That's the way that I say it too. I was like, my mess is my message and like, it's my purpose now. Right. To like help as many women as, as you can relate to with this, mm-hmm. but it just got to a really crazy point. And then I was like going in and out of clinics. They put me on exogenous hormones. I was not feeling myself like heat flashes, hair loss, like growing hair in unwanted places. Like, cause I was taking testosterone, progesterone, thyroid medications. Mm. And I was like, that's what really was the divining factor for me to be like, there has to be an alternative way. There has to be like this, like there has to be a holistic, natural way of me healing my body with food. And it was this like tug of war, like back and forth. Like I knew that that was like in my soul and my intuition knew that that was the route that I needed to take. But yet I was so consumed with the programming of like, no, I need to like go the, the, the Western way and heal this way. Right. Which to me, like, that's a whole nother story that we can get into. But I feel like Western medicine just looks as a person as like, hey, this is one piece of the puzzle. Whereas like holistic and functional mm-hmm. medicine looks at like, hey, everything is interconnected, right? Yes. So long story because short- it is. It is. It is. It is. We know this. Everything is. is connected. <laughs> well, 10 to 15 years ago, they, uh, you know, Western medicine thought that everything was just one piece. Like, you know, if you have something in your, like if your hypothalamus is ruined, that's just your hypothalamus, but none of that connects to your pituitary gland and none of that connects to your thyroid and none of that, like 10 to 15 years ago, they didn't know that, but that's, that's outdated. That's like so fucking 1900, 1900s. Okay. We don't need to, we don't need to be going back to those days. Okay. (laughs) That's going to be a new phrase. Every time somebody says something that's outdated, that's so nice. That's, that's so 20th century. (laughs) Right. That's so we're like, that's so like what 10 to 15 years ago. That's so like, yeah, yeah. That's like so 19, 2010. That's so 2008. Okay. Like, no, oh my <laughs> but yeah. So it took me down this route and I started to, you know, it wasn't until I like literally took me from 2016 to 2022. This is why like, this is so important to get this message out there. So people don't have to take this long. Let me excuse me but so people don't have to take that long but that was like that's how long it took me to heal my metabolism and heal my body and I started to do I went really hardcore in I was like doing a raw live food like I do not recommend this for people but this is what I did because this is what intuitively I thought that I needed to do because I didn't have the knowledge either I was just like okay this is what I know that what I think I need to do So I just started to spend a lot of time in nature. I removed myself from the gym for six months. I didn't drink for six months. I completely just like detoxed my body. I did a parasite cleanse. I did a liver cleanse. Then I did raw live food for one month. Then I went vegan for another month. So I removed meat from my diet. And I was like, just seeing like how that would help me. And that honestly completely reset my body. But I know that I had to do something else. And that's when I started to look more into functional nutrition. So I enrolled in advanced coaching systems. And this was a course that taught me more about the functional nutrition side of things, which is what helped me understand also like I, cause I knew deep down inside the protocol that I followed is very unsustainable for people's yeah. lives that for women that are working on a day-to-day basis, you know, people that have kids, like the raw life food diet, like it's not for everybody. Right. So I wanted, and and I went on a similar journey too, because it's like, you know, I got diagnosed with the Hashimoto's and then they gave you medicine. And then I was like, again, I had this, there has to be more to the story. Like this little pill can't be the only thing that's gonna, that's gonna, I don't, I don't know what it was. Call it again, that, that intuition, that, that gut feeling of, I know that this pill is not going to fix me. And, and I had a sister-in-law who was um, an integrative nutrition coach and worked with doctors, um, with patients who have like diabetes, cancer, like more serious diseases. And so like she had kind of ingrained in me from like, you know, age of like 16, 17 years old that food has power. And so I kind of took that like nugget from like, you know, 
seven years prior and Oof. like ran with it. And then, you know, the internet and I went through, um, I went through a, like a, a gluten dairy, you know, elimination diet. And then I did like yes. a green elimination diet. And then I did whole 30 and then I did like AIP. And then like, I went through all these different phases of food. I stopped working out. I was maybe doing like, you know, 15, 20 minute exercise. It was like walking, you know, like twice a week. Like, yep. that was like, the, you know what I mean? So it was a very similar journey of like, you just sort of like overhaul everything. And you are absolutely right that it is not sustainable for the average everyday person. And let's face it, the average everyday person probably doesn't have the time to do all the research and figure out all the answers. But, but that is why there's, there's people like us out there because we did the research and, 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 and have the majority of the answers, I hope, you know, or, and if we don't, we know how to find them or where to source you to, to get the answers. But I think it's just, it's funny. I didn't realize like how like similar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like For we real. went through this and then we did all of these extra things that people would think are absolutely insane. Like, yeah, exactly. We had and to that's go through it to get to this point. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. No, I love all those nuggets too. I feel like, yeah, I resonate so much with your whole journey as well. And it's crazy because like, that's like, that's exactly what made me realize. I was like, okay, I'm not going to put somebody through this protocol because this is not sustainable. And that's why I joined that course. And they taught us right. all about gut health and hormones, how it's all interrelated, how to read lab panels, like all of that. And that's when I was like, wow, I was mind blown. And it, it started to help me on my journey as well. Right. Like learning about all these things. So it's like, I kind of did some of the groundwork, but learning like the specifics, what's even more transformational. And then that took me down a path of helping my clients do the same. And now I have women that literally have been on medication on PPIs for like, literally she was, she's always had gut issues. Like this is one of my clients right now. She's always had gut issues. She was diagnosed with gastritis, like all of this stuff. And we came to find out that all the medication she was on just wiped out all her bacteria, oh. her bad bacteria, her good bacteria. So she was having episodes of like, literally where she couldn't even like walk. She would like cr crouch. Oh, yeah. She's a nurse. She's a nurse. And she would have like the worst pains at work. And now I've been able to completely get her off the PPIs. We've done a natural route, a holistic route. We're, yeah. We're working on like her stress levels, her connection to herself, her embodiment, and it, just nourishing her body with the proper foods. And it's just been amazing to see her just completely flourish right from that. And she's like, I haven't had an episode. I feel so good. I've never felt this good. Like all of that. So that's like one of my clients, but then I have other yeah. clients like getting off IUDs and getting off their birth control pills and that stuff. We have to take care of the gut. We yeah. have to take care of your gut. If you're going to get off of these things, because if not, you're going to exacerbate the, the, the consequences oh, and the yeah. symptoms afterwards. If your gut is not in a good place to be able to detox and metabolize through the excess hormones you're yep. gonna find yourself in a terrible place which is where I was too <laughs> exactly that post birth control syndrome is is really something else so that's why you know whenever I have clients that are coming off of birth control I put them through usually like an eight-week protocol just to prep their bodies for that sudden withdrawal of hormones because otherwise you're asking for problems and you're making it harder for their body to kick back into normal ovulation with cycles afterwards. But like, even with like, you know, I, I've got similar, you know, similar experience with clients that have like IBS, GERD, the, 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 like high levels of acid reflux, you know, even dealing with like SIBO and stuff like that. And, and can, like PPIs, like, can we just like take all like antacids and PPIs and like burn them? please just burn them <laughs> bonfire. I don't care. Like they need to just go away because 90% of the time they make things worse, but with, you know, they, they help like for a second with like the symptoms, but it doesn't help with the cause of why you're having those symptoms. And that's something that's really important to, to know. So, yes. um, so I think that we can maybe even get into now, like, what are some like toxic and, 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 and damaging sort of gut health trends that, like we've seen? So like, I mean, for example, like PPIs and antacids, like you got heartburn, you take an antacid, but, um, you know, you constantly lowering that stomach acid and suppressing those stomach acid level levels leaves room for things like bacteria and toxins to build up in your body. Yep. And, and, and then where do they go if they're not being broken down by the stomach acid that should be produced in your body? Well, they show up in inflammation, in skin issues, in hair issues, in pain, in bloating, in 
explosive diarrhea. Sometimes, <laughs> like it's not good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely one of the trends that I've seen. And then another trend that I've seen is also, let me preface this by saying when I first enrolled, when I first started to get into gut health, I did a complete cleanse from a company. So it's a multi-level, what is it? MLM company, right? Multi-level marketing. Yeah. And I was so skeptical about it at first, but I was like, I literally have nothing like else. Like I'm literally inflamed. I'm bloated. I'm tired by 3 PM. I can't even like talk to my clients of how fatigued I am. Like I needed something. So I did start doing like an MLM program and like a shake. And I started to do like their parasite cleanse and all of that. And that was great. That was amazing for the time being because it was nourishing my body with like organic superfoods that I never had. Like it was amazing for that time being. But what I came to find out afterwards is that that can only help you so much. Like if you're supplementing with greens and all of this stuff, you have to make sure that it's from a good, good, trustworthy company. So I did trust this company when it came to that. But with that being said, the other companies that I've seen out there, these greens these amazing greens and the green like I'm no you brought this up (laughs) yeah no like we need to make sure we're actually fueling the body with these greens not just from a powder like think about like the tiny little scoop that's the the one that I do I still take to on this day day day-to-day basis but it's a maintenance for me because sometimes I don't eat sometimes I don't eat all my veggies okay so I need something to like help me but it's a big ass scoop it's a big scoop everything is organic everything has it has dietary fiber it has calories okay so but I've seen powders that are like literally the scoop is this big so tiny tiny little scoops right and and it has all of these things all of these greens all of this stuff and no calories and what what that just doesn't make sense you're just throwing your money out the window at that point Um, and and something that I don't think people realize is that they are supplements they're meant to supplement so if you're not getting like fruits and vegetables from a real whole food, single ingredient item source on a regular basis. Now, granted, yes, there are some days that are better than others. We all have days where like, we forget to eat a vegetable. Even we do. (laughs) But like 80% of the time you should be eating vegetables and fruits on a daily basis. Like, and if you're not, and then you start taking a powder, that powder is going to do jack shit because the profile, and I talked about this, I did a masterclass um, this week on gut health. And we, I talked about this is that we talk about the nutrient profile of fruits and vegetables, the minerals and vitamins that you're getting from something that you're eating. That profile from the real source is going to be much more bioavailable to the body, meaning the portion of nutrients and minerals that your body's actually going to take and utilize, assuming that you're absorbing nutrients well, which is another implication of if you're fucked <laughs> up you're probably not absorbing those nutrients well. Well, then you take a powder, you're not going to get as much bang for your buck as if you just ate the real thing. So and, true. And, and that's why you have to work on healing the gut, eating the real stuff. And then a supplement is like, is like the sprinkles on the cupcake. Like it's good to have, like, I have one that I take too, again, because like, I know that like I eat what I eat, but there's still gaps that have to be filled. And I kind of think about it as like a multivitamin, I don't take it to fix anything though. Yes. And that's the difference. It's how you're using it, what you're intending it to do. And what is the rest of your day, your food, your stress management, your sleep? What does that look like? Because if it's, if it's, if it's jacked up, that, that powder is not going to fix a damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Oh, I love the way that you said that. And like, as you were speaking, like what came through for me is like, it's the intention behind it, right? Like if your intention is to, if you're, if you're putting all this energy towards like this one pill or this one powder or this one thing to change, to completely shift everything, which is how people market it. It's like this one thing is going to completely change everything, your whole trajectory, your diet, like blah, blah, blah. You don't, don't even get me started with like all the freaking Optivias and like all that shit. Like we can even talk about that. You guys, if you, (laughs) I'm so glad I'm recording this video because we're just we're getting a little riled up. Right we're like, now. yeah, like, yes, <laughs> preach, sister. But like, oh. if you're putting if you're putting all this energy towards that, like fixing everything, you're not. No, you're gonna get to the place. I mean, even me, like, 
like I was taking the powders and I was doing the parasite cleanse, but I still found myself not getting to the root cause. So that's why it's so freaking important to number one, become educated, have the knowledge. And if you don't have the time to become educated and knowledgeable, work with somebody that's going to help you because yep. that I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have yes. had a one-on-one coach that was like, here, this is what we need to do. We need to flush your system. We need to detox. We need to look at your lab yeah. work. We need to you know what I mean? We need to manage your symptoms. We need to make sure we're looking at your stress. Like back then, girl, I was working from like 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. training yep, clients yep. all day. And then I had an hour long gap to go to the gym. And guess what I was doing? Stairmaster hit for 20 girl. minutes. Oh, you. And then I would hey. go home. I would go home, prep my food for the next day, which I was getting like this company that was like meal prepping my chicken, which I don't even know what the hell was in that chicken. Oh, yeah. I, it made my it made my stomach not feel good, but I still ate it. And I would go home, prep my food and wake up again the next day at 5 a.m. to go do it all over again. I was just a stress ball, but I had no idea that stress was going right. to impact my health and, and impact my gut. It, it's and that's that that's another thing is that. And again, when we talk about like toxic trends within gut health as a as a subset of fitness and, and, and also to kind of preface this, like in the 2010s there weren't people like us. There were bodybuilding coaches and transformation coaches. Yeah, so true. There weren't gut health, holistic, you know, mindset, body body empowerment, body positivity, body, there was none of that. That was none of that. That's pretty like recent within what, the last probably like three years, four years tops, you know, as online coaching has grown as an industry, you know, and and we've seen it, but like it it was all, lose, lose X amount of fat pounds in 90 days, like, or, you know, like you're, you're in bodybuilding. Like there was, there was no like middle ground for just the average everyday person wanting to feel good. And then, you know, the average everyday person signs up with a coach and instead of, and again, I'm not, this is always prefaces. I'm not trying to like bring anybody down or like talk shit, but there was a lack of, and I think just education across the board, there was a lack of awareness of there has to be more to the story than just somebody's physique, especially when it comes to people that are dealing with chronic dieting, you know, chronic gut issues, they've been on hormone birth, you know, you know, exogenous hormones or taken other things over the course of so many years that, that, that was not around. And, and again, it goes back to the point of now it's good, that it's a thing and it's becoming a conversation, but you have to take gut health as part of any protocol or program. And if, and if you're a coach and you're listening to this and you don't work on stress management with your clients and you don't work on food quality with your clients, fuck the calories for five seconds look at the quality of food that you're eating because 90 time, nine times out of 10, if you fix the quality of food that somebody is eating, their calorie intake and their hunger levels and their energy needs level themselves out on their own yep. without 100%. you having to fucking calculate a single macro mm-hmm. uh-huh. because your body's finally getting what it needs. Exactly. And I love that you state that because there's this whole like thing and like not to put anybody down either. Everyone's on their own journey, right? But like macro coaching, it goes beyond that. And I feel like every macro coach ends up anyways, knowing that there is something deeper because their clients will hit a point where my clients hit when I was only macro coaching. I was a macro coach myself, right? And my clients started to hit these plateaus and these things. And I was like, oh my God, like there has to be something deeper, but I have no idea what it is. And it was at the same time that I was going through it, right? But there is this like misconception that like macros are the only thing and the only way. And it completely removes, it it desensitizes people. It desensitizes people from their body and from their body's wisdom. Our bodies are very wise, but if your body is all jacked up, if your metabolism is messed up, if your hormones are all over the place, if your gut is messed up, you can't listen to your cues because your hunger hormones are going to be all over the freaking place. Right. So how can you cues? Yeah. What cues? <laughs> what cues? How can you even... Exactly. Like, how can you even listen to your body if you're, you're, I mean, think about this too. This is something that I'm very passionate about. It's like your intuition, that gut feeling that helps you make aligned decisions in your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, think about it. Why do people call it a gut feeling? Because your gut is your second brain. There's neurons. There's neurons in your gut. Your gut gut knows. Brain axis, baby. Yeah, exactly. Like your gut freaking knows. And this goes on an energetic level too. Like your gut knows like 
your intuition knows what decisions to make, but we are so distracted and tuned out of our intuition because of everything that we're bombarded with. Look at all the toxic chemicals, the toxic ingredients in our products. That's another thing I'm super passionate about. It's like, yeah. like if any, this is a resource for you guys. If you don't have it, I don't know if you know of any Elena, but the app that I use is the EWG living app. And you can actually scan. Yeah, girl, it's so amazing. Wow. I have all my clients use it. This is part of my client's onboarding process is for them to become aware like of looking at the toxic ingredients in all of their products, the soaps that they're using, the shampoos, the conditioners, the skin products, like yeah. everything. And you can scan it and it gives you a scale of like one to 10 or if it's a household products, it's like A, B, C, D, E, F. So kind of like the, um, the, the dirty 30. Like something app. like that. I've heard of yeah, that one. Concept. I think mm -hmm. that's what it's called. I used to use it, but I worked on switching a lot of my stuff over like a long time ago. So I don't like pay as much attention anymore because I sort of figured out my routine with products that like works, but this is true because we're intaking so many additional products. And, and if you guys listen, I've got another podcast episode that I did with um, another coach, Chris Alejandro from A1 Fitness. And we talked about estrogen and estrogen, est estrogenics and, and xenoestrogens that we're getting. Yes, xenoestrogens. Yes. yes. And, and you, and again, we're not, we're not on a mission to fear monger anybody into you have to go in through absolutely everything in your house away and start from scratch. One, that's really overwhelming mentally. <laughs> Two, as a resource financially, that's a big ask of, of the majority of people. Like, you know, I don't know if we could just like, oh, I'm just going to go throughout every single cosmetic no. style and, and product, but you can start making like small changes, like, especially for women, looking at your personal care products, look at your skincare, look at the lotions and stuff that you're using, and then start to maybe move, okay, what are the cleaning products? What are the detergents that I'm using that, that might have some additional toxins? Because what it's doing is it's increasing the toxic load on your body. And I, I know it sounds goofy that I say, check your laundry detergent, but your skin is the biggest and most um, absorbent organ in your body. It's going to take in everything. And yes, even leftovers of detergent after you've cleaned your clothes. So yep. if you want to start somewhere, kind of start with like one or two things at a time, but that's a great, that's a great, um, um, what, it, what is it called again? EWG living app and it just okay. scans. I mean, not every product is on there. It's growing. Um, but yeah, there's so much that like goes into that and the toxicity. Like if our liver is in toxic overload, like we cannot we cannot process out the excess hormones in our body and we just hold on to that. And then that impacts our gut too, you know, like toxicity in the body, heavy metals that we're like consuming, even with like the, the different types of foods that we're eating, all of that can yep. really impact our gut and it can impact our brain. I mean, it's all connected, right? So yeah. the heavy metals, the toxicity, and the thing about the EWG living app, you're going to love it, Elena. Cause like when so you, yeah. When you click it, whenever it, it tells you like what toxic ingredients it has and what does it cause in your body? It's like, yes, this is a reproductive system disruptor, or this is going to disrupt your brain health, your cognitive health or whatever. So it goes really, really deep into that. And it can really, really impact the way that your body is digesting and absorbing food. If you start to slowly, I like how you said baby steps, baby freaking steps. I, this journey for both of us has been baby steps, right? 100%. Like, I mean, we went all in in some aspects, but the baby steps is what I've noticed creates the most sustainable results. Like don't be this freaking crazy person. That's going to live inside a bubble. Like shoot. I still enjoy, I mean, not right now I'm not drinking right now, but I still go enjoy a couple of drinks. Sometimes I still right. like, you know, I still indulge in maybe like eating out, eating like different things that may not be so quote unquote healthy, but that's because I'm taking care of every other aspect of my life. So exactly. balance, balance is so important. However, if you are following a gut protocol, you will have to take sacrifices. Yes. It sucks, but you will have to take sacrifices so you can get to the balanced state yeah. for the rest and, of your life. And I so would highly, I would highly, highly recommend. And I think that Joe is going to agree with me that if you're trying to do any kind of gut protocol, you need to do it with the support of a professional, because if you fuck it up on the way out of that protocol, you just undid potentially all the work that you did over the previous right. like eight, 10, 12 weeks. And it's like, well, then what was the point of that? And so, you, and you have really have to stick with it. And I, and I do, when I do run protocols with my clients, I, I always tell them it's gonna, it's gonna suck for a little while and you're going to feel a little bit restricted. And I always like to fix that mindset of don't think of it so much as restriction, restriction as you're practicing restraint for a period of time with the intent of healing. 
And that can really shift the narrative within somebody's brain because, oh my God, when you ask people to give up caffeine and alcohol, it's the end of the fucking world. <laughs> God, like. Well, we can even get into that. That's just programming oh, that we've yeah, grown exactly. up with, right? Oh, 100%. And, 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 and two, okay, so, so, there's, so there's one other thing. And then I think it would be fun to get into maybe like the alcohol caffeine side of things too, just as like a lifestyle implication. But we talk about gut health and mental health. And, and, and Joe has said multiple times now, like that intuition, that gut feeling. And, it, and I think it's so important that we recognize that it is more than just a phrase. So right, mentioned that those are neurons, our gut is our second brain. And I think what a lot of people miss is the, that, that awareness of that gut brain axis. And so well, I'll break that down for you guys real quick, what that is so that, you know, if we drop again, or we start talking about it, you know, what the actual like physiological impact is on our bodies of that gut feeling sensation and how it, how, why your gut health can impact things like anxiety, depression, trauma response, um, you know, um, it, you know, OCD, ADHD, things like that, um, is that we have our central nervous system, which is our brain and our spine. And that obviously controls like, you know, all your movements and, you know, all your day-to-day -day functions. And we also have the enteric nervous system, which is actually the set of nerves and neurons that function with your intestinal system only with only your digestive system. And there's a spot where they meet the gut brain axis. So your mental health, i.e. stress management, sleep, you know, mindset impacts your gut health and your gut health, i.e. bloating, constipation, ex excess bacteria impacts your mental health. So they impact each other directly on a physiological level. So you've got to take care of both. Like it's really non-negotiable. If you're trying to, you know, if you're a little stress ball, like Joe said, it's like I was a little stress ball and not managing your mental health and your, or your, or your, and then your, or your, your stress ball, but you're trying to add all these like supplements and, and things that you saw on Instagram that are quote unquote meant to like fix your gut, um, you know, but you're still stressed out all the time you're not going to see much in the way of progress, at least not for the long term, maybe probably some short term impacts within the way of like cleaning out excess waste and maybe getting some more energy, you know, for a little while, but it's not going to fix the problem. So you really got to take care of the whole body um, in, yes. that, in that situation. And, and, and with that, right, alcohol and um, social consumption of caffeine and alcohol and the impact on our digestion and our mental health, because it has impacts on both. But Yes. Yes. Well, let me, let me, okay. We're, we're about to get deep here. Okay. We're about to get real deep. Okay. So we have to think about our society. A lot of us are very numb. Okay. A lot of us have been numb through social media, through television. These are things that we didn't have years and years ago, but we also didn't have anxiety, depression to the amounts that we have it now years and years ago. Right. So we've been very distracted and desensitized from our body, from ourselves. So when we feel this numbness inside, what do we do? We look outside of ourselves to fill that numbness that we're yeah. feeling. Give so me the serotonin. Caffeine, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like dopamine, more dopamine, more dopamine. Cause at every moment, I mean, even myself, like sometimes I'm scrolling through Instagram, I'm like, why? Why? Because yeah. I'm getting a dopamine hit. Exactly. Right? No, I do that too. I'm like, what am I doing? And then all of a sudden I'm like, I really just wasted 15 minutes of my life. <laughs> just scrolling. I'm like, cool. dang, I could have been in my DMs connecting with people, but here I am just freaking scrolling. Anyway, <laughs> that's a topic for another time. Oh, yeah. But we're so numb, right? So if we have this numbness within, we're always looking for something outside of us, right? The way that we have been programmed in our society to fill this numbness is through going out, being social and because we're all just craving connection, right? But the reason why we're craving that connection and the reason why we have that numbness is because we we're craving connection with ourself. We're craving to fill that numbness within ourself. So it's not until we tune in that we can fully, fully, fully be fulfilled and validated and loved when we have that self-love, which just goes with mental health. When we have that self-love, when we have that inner connection, that right there will fill that numbness void. And you're not going to be reaching for caffeine. You're not going to be reaching for alcohol. You're not going to be reaching for coping mechanisms with food like I did. Right. And that's a big part of my journey as well that I haven't mentioned is that inner work and fulfilling myself from within made me not attached to relationships or alcohol or caffeine or emotional eating anymore. And once yeah. I healed that, it really helped with that. So that's something that I do encourage like 
anyone listening to this is there is depth to also why you're reaching out for these things and asking yourself the hard questions as to why am I addicted to coffee? Why am I addicted to caffeine? Why am I addicted to these energy drinks? What am I looking for? What am I running away from within myself that I'm looking for in these substances and these things that in turn are fucking up my gut health, right? (laughs) I think the most, one of the most satisfying things for me as a coach is when I have somebody and I'm noticing like, okay, I think that like our alcohol consumption for, you know, specifically is getting in the way of some things. And it, it, it's very terrifying for somebody to be faced with the question of, can you go two weeks without drinking? And most people would go, I don't know if I could do it. Mm. And when you see somebody like, cause I've done this with some of my clients of, of even just bringing awareness to how often they're drinking and educating on them on what those physiological impacts, which we'll get into in just a moment of what alcohol is, what, what caffeine is and, and how it, in excess, it can stop you from moving forward on emotional and physical levels. Um, it's really empowering when they realize I don't have to drink anymore. Mm. And they go, I really was, I really was relying on it as like a social crutch or just something to do, or I didn't want to deal with the pressure and then getting sort of the, you know, backbone to not drink in a social situation. If they really don't want to like, yes, it, that's and, so and, powerful and turning it into, if I choose to indulge in a beverage, an adult beverage, if you will, um, <laughs> and do, <laughs> I'm doing it with purpose, with intent and with the knowledge of, I understand what this is doing to my body, but I'm, I'm, I'm making a choice. I'm making yes. a formed decision about what I'm consuming versus being at the mercy of, I'm just going to do it because it's out of habit or routine or societal pressure or unconsciousness, like not or, knowing exactly not knowing why, why am I even, and then it, then it, people get really deep of, I really do it because of X, Y, Z. Like I didn't realize that I was relying on alcohol for these things. And to see people come through the other side of that, it's like, that's, that's just, that's an amazing thing to see somebody find that like spark of not being at the mercy of something anymore. Yes. They're not empowered within their own choices in their own body. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be like easy. It's not like flipping a switch. There's still a challenge. There's still a journey there, but they realize that I can be more than at the mercy of alcohol. I can be more at the mercy of drinking coffee all day long. It's no longer um, a way of life. It's just something they consume for a decision. So like, you know, alcohol specifically, you guys, it, it, your body views it as a toxin. There's really no other way around it. Like there's no way around it. There's been, I mean, tried, I've tried searching all kinds of way around it. Trust me. <laughs> when yeah. I was back in my drinking days, I was like, please tell me there's something that can tell me that this doesn't hurt my body. Never found it. <laughs> no, it's, and it, and it does. And, and what it does is it, it shuts down a lot of your body's processes when it comes to clearing toxins, clearing hormones, um, clearing stuff out of your gut, because your body then, once you consume alcohol, is focused on getting the alcohol, which is the most acute toxin that it can process at that moment, out of your system. So what happens to those additional you know, toxins and, and, and you know, estrogens and just other things that we're taking in throughout the day? Well, they get stuck in your body and then they build up and they get backed up. <laughs> And, and, and then you start to have issues. So let's say you're drinking three, four nights a week. Well, it's probably going to take, you know, anywhere from 24 to 36 hours for your body to fully clear alcohol from your system, depending on how much you drank. Mm. Like, and if you're doing that socially multiple nights a week, you're building and backing up so much toxic and hormonal load on your system. And that's why you see people that do drink all the time. You can always, you can always, I feel like you can look at somebody and tell if they drink on a regular basis. Yeah. There's hundred percent their, 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 their lack muscle tone and muscle density, right? They're, they're, they're soft. They might have some inflammation. They look, their skin doesn't have like that, like healthy glow to it that like it should have, like, you can really kind of look at somebody and tell like 
I can tell you drink on a regular basis. And now obviously within, within some, you can't just like walk down the street and be like, you drink and you drink, and you, drink, and you, drink, and you, drink. you know what I mean? But like after talking to somebody and getting to know somebody and or you, you probably thinking of somebody in your life right now, who right now yeah. drinks on a regular basis. And what are they always complaining about? My stomach hurts. I'm tired. Oh, I need a hair of the dog in the morning when I, you know, I'm hungover. Um, oh, I just anxiety. Oh yeah. Anxiety, depression, depression. but they don't think that the alcohol is causing it. Yeah. No, it could never be. Yeah. It can never be the alcohol or the caffeine or anything like that. And another thing that alcohol impacts is your sleep, right? Oh, I mean, I don't know about anyone listening to this, but to tell you the truth, your girl used to be out till 5am, 6am, 7am back in my party days. And that's when I was suffering the most with like the weight gain and all that stuff and the gut health stuff. Think about how much that impacts your circadian rhythms and how much like you're not getting the sleep that you need. And the sleep is where you're truly, truly regenerating cells and where you're truly healing your hormones and everything is like processing together. But Imagine if you're not getting that sleep either on top of what right. you just said about the toxins, well, right? And, and even when you, and I found this out too about myself, cause I do, I, tra- I track my sleep is that even if I have alcohol, let's say I'm at a friend's house and, you know, we're having a nice dinner and like, I have a few glasses of wine, you know, and, and then I come home and I'm still in bed by like 11. That's true. <laughs> which is great. It's great. I love that for me. Um, but I don't get into a REM cycle on those nights. My heart rate variability is all screwy. I don't get into any deep sleep. And part of the issue with that is for digestion specifically and, and gut health is if you're not getting into those deep sleep cycles, you're slowing down your digestion because your intestinal motility increases overnight. That's why a lot of people poop first thing in the morning after they have Mm. coffee. Like (laughs) your body's been working overnight to get all this stuff down to where it can be excreted from the body and you're not allowing it to work at its most optimal levels if you're not getting into those deep sleep cycles, if they're constantly being disrupted Mm. by stimulants or by alcohol, which is great. Yes. I really want to point something out right now. I love that. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to freaking empower the fuck out of you right now. But I love how you explain things. Like, it's just, I mean, I'm pretty sure the audience can relate with me. Can you guys relate? Like the way she she just like explains things is so beautiful. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I, I, I I definitely credit that to my time in education for sure. Yes. I love it, girl. I don't think a lot of people know this, but I have, I have a master's in education and in curriculum and instruction, adult education, educational neuroscience. Those are all topics that I studied, you know, so beautiful learning. So I I know I'm I'm glad that it's translating well into my coaching practices and how (laughs) I explain things to people because man, I'm like, if it didn't, I'd be in trouble. (laughs) Right. It's, I mean, and these things, even myself, like I sometimes don't even know how to explain it. Cause I'm like, there's so many freaking things to learn and to like so many layers talk about. and we, and the thing is like, you can probably really, I'm not the type of person to like tell you all these scientific terms. I want to make it super freaking easy yeah. for you to understand, which is what you're doing right now. Right. And sometimes it can be so hard to put all that stuff together. So I just love the way you're explaining everything. Thank so yeah, you. just wanted to take that moment to empower you, girlfriend. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Appreciate that. Wow. That's a great way to start the day. Heck yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Take that energy girl. Receive Woo. it. Um, okay. So we covered alcohol and let's, you want, you want to go off on caffeine a little bit. What are your your thoughts on, on our, on our society's abuse of caffeine stimulants? Yes, 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 yes. I feel, I mean, a lot of like my, like my way of comprehending this stuff and teaching it is what I was saying. Like a lot of it is a lot of numbness that we have and we're searching for that high. We're searching for a high outside of us all the time because of everything around us. We want that dopamine hit, right? But what we don't realize is, for instance, like coffee, I wouldn't say it's terrible, but if you're you're depending, it's the same thing that we talked about earlier. It's the intention behind it. If you're depending on coffee first thing in the morning to wake you up, we gotta, we gotta take a look at that. Okay. Because your cortisol levels, your stress hormones are already high in the morning because cortisol and healthy levels is going to help you wake up. Right. But if in the morning your cortisol levels are high and then you're adding in more stress by adding in the caffeine and then getting your kids ready for school and just that go, go, go mentality, driving in traffic, pissed off, like cortisol is high and high and high and high and high. It's not going to come back down to where it needs to be. 
No, no. So that's why mindfulness in the morning is so important. Take five minutes to connect to yourself, to just be, to breathe before you drink your cup of coffee. You can still have your cup of coffee or wait till you get to work. Put on some affirmations, put on some meditation music on your way to work. Be peaceful, tune into the present moment, bring your body back down into peace and then have your cup of coffee. If you need like a little bit of a kick for focus, for whatever, like don't, don't deplete yourself or restrict yourself unless you're on a protocol that you need to, but don't restrict yourself from it. If it's something that you enjoy, just be mindful as, as to how you use it. And now speaking on caffeine, we also have to realize that that like, I want to talk a little bit more about like stress too, because caffeine does induce stress. And so we have to impacts our guts. Exactly. Exactly. Cause it slows down. Like you talked about earlier, it slows down our way of processing, absorbing and digesting food, right? When our cortisol levels are high, if we're not in that rest and digest state, we're not going to be able to digest. We're not going to be able to absorb. We're not going to be able to excrete toxins. So a little bit on stress too. So the thing is like our, in our society, we're all already super high stressed and my brain is going way to the other side, but anyways, my ADHD kicks in sometimes, but our, like in our society, we're just super freaking stressed all the time. And then you're adding in that caffeine. And the thing we have to realize about cortisol, there's a point where the first stage of stress, where like, let's say you're somebody you're on your working on your computer and somebody walks in and they startle you. Oh, healthy amounts of cortisol come out, but then your body calms down. You're good. That's a healthy amount of stress, right? We need that. Those acute responses. Yes. Are normal. Are normal. Okay. And those are okay. But if you're accumulating those over time and it's just acute response after acute response, it becomes a chronic response, right? And you're always stressed. Go, 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 go. You can't even sit down and be still and breathe, right? What's happening is your adrenals are pumping out more and more and more cortisol, right? And if you continue that over a period of time, your adrenals are going to tank at a point. They're going to be like, I can't freaking pump out more cortisol. Exactly. I cannot pump out. Get adrenal insufficiency. And then you get adrenal insufficiency. You don't have enough cortisol in your body. <laughs> yes. Which means you're going to be fatigued and tired all the time. It doesn't matter how much coffee you keep drinking, girlfriend. It's not going to do it ain't gonna work. It ain't going to work. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we get you to a place where you're not having adrenal insufficiency where you are managing your stress and adding in caffeine is going to disrupt a lot of that if you're not doing it in a healthy way. Right. And it also disrupts your, your nervous system. I know that when I drink caffeine, I don't feel like myself. Like if I'm continuously drinking it every day, as opposed to going through caffeine detox, which those freaking suck. But afterwards, the energy that I get for the rest of the day is phenomenal. Like I don't have a 3 p.m. crash anymore. Like it's just my natural energy. But then that also comes with filling up my energy with not things that are outside of myself, like caffeine, but filling up my own source of energy through meditation, through peacefulness, through mindfulness. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be so hard. Just tune into some affirmations that are empowering in the car while you're driving to work. And that automatically is going to drive more energy to you. And you're going to feel so productive and so happy throughout your day. Right. Instead of just reaching for coffee and reaching for coffee, take that moment when you want the coffee, breathe and ask yourself, am I reaching for something outside of myself to give me energy in this moment? Or do I really, really, really want that, that taste of coffee? Cause I love the taste of coffee. I I still get my decaf girl. So you know what I mean? But you have to be intentional with it. Exactly. I I love that. You said like, it's about creating more opportunities to take in better, you know, things. I feel like a big, a big, I don't want to say like trend, but a big thing I'm noticing with a lot of my clients right now is we're really working on, you know, there's a, you know, a small handful of them that everybody right now is focused on these routines. And I think it has to do with like summer coming to an end because some of them are like teachers and some of them are, are, are maybe not in education or they're not parents, but they're, they're sensing that shift in like the season is, is mm. upon us. And so I feel like that always brings about a natural drive to reset, to like refocus and like get your small routines back in order. So you guys, it is as simple as, you know, in the morning, instead of reaching for your coffee, first thing, go outside into the backyard and just like soak up a little bit of sunlight with like, mm. hot, with like a hot cup of tea. And that's mm. also going to be beneficial for boosting your circadian rhythm and reducing circadian stress on your body with your sleep wake cycles. Okay. Um, take a walk in the morning. If you are able to, or you, if you have an animal, like go walk your dog, walk your cat. I don't care. Like, 
can walk you can definitely cat. do that. You can definitely walk your cat. Walk your parrot shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, go and put on um, some, you know, I love my big thing has been, I've been loving um, you know, these, uh, these YouTube videos that are like meditative, but they're like, they're like Reiki cleansing, like ASMR videos. Mm. And like, it'll go through like, okay, we're going to cleanse the chakras. And this is where I get onto like, sort of like the, the, the woo energy side of things, because I do feel like there's a, there's a place and a time for that, for that stuff. It goes alongside the physical healing, the spiritual healing and the mental healing. And like, for me, that's very calming for like my anxiety and my stress levels is to kind of like sit and like, imagine this like cleansing of like, and like ideas that I'm taking in cleansing like that third eye so I can see things from different perspectives, cleansing that throat chakra so I can communicate clearly and effectively to the people in my life and kind of going through that process. And it's not so much, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not so much about the, the chakras themselves or, or the, 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 the Reiki itself or whatever it is, cause it can be anything again, putting on some affirmations, find a, a Spotify playlist. They're out there. You guys, there's so many, something that makes you feel grounded and something that makes you feel calm so that you approach the day with a little more juice in the tank on a mental side of things, as well as the physical side of things. And that yes. is so important for stress management, stress response, managing stress throughout the day, especially if you can start off your day with something like that, or even end your day with something like that. That's really the two most impactful times that you can do it. If you can sneak in something even midday, like if you work in a corporate office, can you get outside and go for a walk? Is there an outdoor area? Um, can you, can you go get some sunshine, you know, which is great. Can you put on like a playlist and just kind of like sit at your desk and meditate for five minutes or even not meditate, but just like deep breathe while listening to some nice, something calm, relax, jazz, even jazz music. Exactly. Give your, whatever is your time. sauce. <laughs> exactly. Whatever is your sauce. You guys, you gotta, you gotta get into it. But it was interesting. Like I forget, like, I, and, and I know it's like, okay, you, you're into Reiki, like kind of say yes. So, because I had a student a long time ago and her mom owned a yoga studio and I went to that yoga studio and her mom was a Reiki master healer. And she would come through during like yoga Nidra, which is you guys have never done yoga Nidra and you deal with a lot of stress and anxiety. Like, you should go do it because it's really kind of freaky and very cathartic in a way but she would come around and do like some like like energy like aura work like on us like during like the meditative portion of that yoga nidra that's dope like just the just you could feel the energy because we do have energy as human beings you guys we're energetic beings and we're we're either depleting it and running on empty or we're refilling it so we have enough for ourselves and for the people in our lives to go around a hundred percent. Yes. I love that you say that too. And one thing that I did want to cover, cause I don't want to leave this out. We have to realize too, there is, so you were talking about the enteric nervous system and the central nervous system. Yeah. We also have the vagus nerve that connects. Yeah. Yes. yes. So Thank the vagus nerve, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So the vagus nerve, it's, it connects from our brain to our organs and it connects through our whole entire system. Right. So it could, it, let's keep it for the, the, the purpose of this for gut health, right? It connects to your gut and then it, it sends signals from your gut to your brain and your brain to your gut as well, right? And what happens is if you're holding on to past trauma and we, it's called the polyvagal theory if you want to research it. But if we're holding on to past trauma from our childhood, from relationship traumas, from bullies in our past, from things that made us believe that we are not worthy or things that disempowered us, these thoughts are continuously running through our mind, right? And thoughts are going to create emotions. Emotions are going to create feelings. They're going to create hormonal processes in our body. So if we're not managing this, if we're not looking at our past traumas, if we're not looking at the things that are keeping us in that fight or flight state, what happens is you get what's called a poor vague tone. And this means that your nervous system can no longer, your very, your vagus nerve in your nervous system can no longer connect to the organs anymore. It cannot connect to wow. it properly, properly. So yeah, it's crazy. So the polyvagal theory is so, so, so just mind blowing. And it just goes to show that everything is connected on an energetic level too. This stuff is energetic. When we are holding on to trauma, we are holding on to energy emotions are energy in motion, right? So we're not clearing this shit out. A lot of people that struggle with confidence, I've noticed, have a lot of gut health issues because you were talking about the chakras, right? The solar plexus chakra is in our gut. And a lot of people that have issues with confidence struggle with gut health. So what I've noticed, it's interrelated. Once we start fixing gut, we start getting more confident. 
right? Yeah, yeah. But then if we're working on confidence, the gut starts getting better too. Yeah, yeah. So and it's I think all freaking interrelated. It is. And I think it's so important because, you know, and we kind of got, I don't want to say we didn't get like two in the weeds on some things. I feel like we kept it more or less <laughs> digestible today. But if you're struggling with your gut health, okay, the thing that you need to know is, or even like mental health and gut health, which I notice again, very linked. If you're struggling with anything kind of like mentally, emotionally, usually your guts are messed up alongside yep. it. Um, and I've had this conversation with people and, and they're really struggling. And I'm like, well, you know, if you worked on this, it's probably going to help X, Y, Z. And they're like, really? Yes. Is that you just need to start. And again, Joe said this earlier with baby steps, pick one or two things to implement within your life. Maybe that is changing up your morning. So that way you can like get some sunlight in the morning. Maybe that's finding something to listen to. That's very calming, you know, kind of throughout the day. Maybe that's eating more vegetables <laughs> throughout the day. Can I get three or four servings of veggies within my meals? Like if I'm looking at my plate, is there something that grew from the ground on it? Um, you know, or grew from a tree or, or what have you, um, start looking at how much you're intaking supplement wise, are you relying on something and maybe you need to sort of put that away and focus on more effective practices for the long term, like managing stress, like improving sleep, like reducing your alcohol or caffeine intake, right? Find something and I, and I encourage you to feel the thing that made you feel the most called out. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's good. usually going to have a big impact up front. And if you see a big impact up front, that's going to start to you know, trigger that extrinsic motivation uh, and you'll hopefully keep going from there or hire a coach. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no other way to put it, but it's true. It's true. And it's the thing like you have the power, you do have the power to make these changes, but let's be real. You've been programmed for the past how many years to have unhealthy behaviors. Yep. It's going to be very important to have somebody to guide you through that journey to deprogram all of these current habits that you have and all these choices that you're making. And that takes work. And when you don't feel supported, you're going, you're, you can say today, I'm going to commit to this and you start committing to it. But the reason why you give up by Wednesday is because you don't have somebody there to help you to be your team, right. your teammate, to be your cheerleader, but to also give you a blueprint as to what exactly it is that you need to heal your body, your personal exactly. body. Exactly. And, and, um, you know, on, on that note too, it's, it's also about rewiring those pathways in your brain, because even though you might see, and this is where we get the phenomenon of, well, I started to see results and then I just, I, I quit or, or what have you. It's because there's literally, you're literally working on rewiring these mm. pathways, these neurons, these neuron connections in your brain of certain behaviors in response to certain feelings or situations. And it takes effort and time. Your brain is gonna try to get you to do the thing that is the most comfortable or the most established, even though you know, logically, it's not beneficial for you. So having somebody there to tell you, no, 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 we need to keep going on this and to keep you from making decisions based on feelings, because people love to make decisions about their programs and what they're following and what they're doing based on their feelings versus fact and what you need to be doing on a daily basis and making sure that changes are actually taking place and being effective before you add another layer into the, into the mess that is your life, because we are all messes in one way, shape or form. Um, it's just, you know, sometimes it's a chaotic mess and sometimes it's a beautiful mess and sometimes it's a little <laughs> bit of both. Um, to have that support is, is, is necessary because you are literally trying to rewire the connections in your brain. And that is not easy. It not sounds easy simple. A lot of the things that you're listening to in this podcast, these strategies and things we talk about sound simple because they are in theory. It does not mean they're easy to implement. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Especially. Awesome. Yeah. I love how you stated that. So true. So, so, so true. When you're, when you're working with your brain too, like that right there is the hardest part. We're, we're expanding your comfort zone, right? Yeah. That's not easy. 
Uh-uh. And that's like, that's like where everyone's not meant for it. I mean, I feel like everyone is meant for it, but a lot of people are just not ready for it because they don't, they're not committed to their growth. But if you want a better life, if you want to feel better, if you don't want to freaking feel fatigued anymore, if you want to feel good in your skin, if you want to have mental clarity, focus, mm-hmm. productivity at work, energy for your kids, if you want all of these things, you're going to have to commit to your growth. There's no other way around no it. Way. And you and, deserve that. Exactly. And growth doesn't just mean how hard can I go in the gym? No, no, hell no. Or how many days in a row can I hit my macro? Not even go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it's deeper than that. So, so I think that, I think we covered a lot and I want to end on, on that, that growth mindset note and, and, and framework. Um, but that was fun. This was, really that was great so fun. This was great. We were like, it just flowed, you know, went to this yeah. and this guy health is so much more than just you're good. Like yeah. it's just so it's much so connected through. to so many different things in our body. So, um, thank you so much, Joa, for being with us today. This was, I hope that, you know, everybody enjoyed and resonated with your journey and in your story. I know I did. Um, cause you know, obviously we, we have, as we have been talking over like the weeks, we're like realizing how many things we have in common. I'm like this girl, this is amazing. I know. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. And so, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it and found some good nuggets to take away one or two things you can maybe start implementing. Um, and I know Joey, you're off to a new adventure here shortly, right? You're not anymore. <laughs> oh, damn it. Well, I, just, I decided, yeah, I decided not to yet. I'm postponing that things, things in life shift, you know, things change. That's okay. This, but this is good because things shift and then we can roll with the punches in a way that says, okay, so this is not meant for me right now. And I'm going to go ahead and embrace that shift. Exactly. So exactly. But um, uh, thank you so much. And you're welcome. I wanted to also gift your audience if you're okay with it. I have a free little meditation, a free, yes. just a beginner meditation that gets you out of your thoughts and just helps you become the observer of your thoughts, gets you in that peaceful state. So if one of your main takeaways today was getting more in a peaceful state, either meditating or whatever, this will definitely help. So if you want me to give that to your audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Shoot me the links and I will drop it in the show notes below. Um, And guys, I'll also be dropping in the show notes, the link to my um, gut health masterclass as well. So there'll be a couple different resources there for you to kind of start furthering your education and furthering your ability to shift your life for the better by focusing on your gut health and its impact on all of our other systems and emotions and things that happen within your little universe. So (laughs) I love it, Elena. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, guys, we'll see you next time on what the funk. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the what the funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review and don't forget to take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time.